welcome to Small Steps Living, the The podcast. podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Cordoff, bringing you inspiring stories to help you transform your life one small step at a time. Here at Small Steps Living, we're keeping it real. Kick back and And enjoy enjoy the show. show. I'm pretty excited about the fact that it's quarter past 10 at night and I have another working mother on the line with me. Hello, Jana. Hi, Lisa. I think it's pretty hilarious when I write to you and say, hey, let's work out a time to do this podcast. And you're like, yeah, well, I'm free right now. And I'm like, what? Okay, cool. I'll set up. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> and we've both got school runs in the let's morning. Do this. I know, totally. Yep. 5am ones for me. Mine's 5am in the morning. Yeah, you do a lot of calls for your business really early in the morning. I like early mornings. I love that time of day. But like, you know, in with boundaries, I think it's so funny thinking, oh yeah, I'm up at 10.15 and we're going to be talking about like boundaries and things like that. But I think there's actually, there's actually a little bit of I don't know, like philosophy around like why sometimes I do stay up to like 10 p.m. and then sometimes I'm getting going to bed at like 8 p.m. and then sometimes getting up really early. I think it's all about bouts, but we don't need to get straight into the stuff right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we'll like straight to the <laughs> Well, first of all, can you just because I have been I've been witnessing your business journey for a few years now. And at the start, I was like, yeah, this is this chick. She like used to do makeup and stuff. And now she's launching all this stuff, like these little courses. And she's working out how to do things. And why does she always have so much energy? And OMG, she's the mum of three kids like me. And look at her go. And then suddenly it seemed to me from the outside, your business tripped over into a whole new realm where you were actually not sort of, you weren't a beginner anymore. You're actually an established online business owner, supporting your family, you know, running a household, your kids and a business. And it's been amazing to watch. And I've loved because I'm all about authenticity and I think it's missing a lot out there, especially in the online world. I just love everything you're about. And when I see your videos on Facebook or watch a webinar with you in it, I just feel like I know you. But I don't, but I do. So <laughs> tonight was really a chance. I'd love to, to, to get an understanding from your point of view. Like, tell us a little bit about, about your journey. Well, Obviously, there's so many different bits and pieces. I'll pull out the stuff that probably would be helpful because I like a lot of people are like looking in on me and going, oh my God, she's like super mum or she's so bubbly and energized all the time and that's just like an act. But it's literally like people in my life know that's me. Like they describe me in one word when I asked them to actually a couple of years ago when I was doing some marketing exercises. I was like, what do you, like, how do you see me? And they're like bubbly. And I'm like, I brought that to my business. So first and foremost, I want people to like look at what I'm doing and how I am. That's actually just how I am. But you can build a business around whatever 
you're about, like whatever they're, like, you know, if they're compassionate or considerate or however they are, they can do it. Like, so I just wanted to get that out of the way right off the bat because sometimes people can see my stuff and be like, she's so full of energy. I can't do that. And then all of a sudden they go into that, like, I'm not capable mode. They don't feel like capable and then they shut off and they don't take in what could be quite helpful and valuable. So I just wanted to say that straight off the bat. But um, so with my journey, basically, I believe that so much of everything that I've done has been in just being a couple steps ahead of people and throwing back like the life raft, like going, oh my God, I learned these lessons. I'm like totally an underdog like you and I've done it. And here's just like a few lessons I've learned. And I did that through when I went to university. I was 23 years old, had my little three-year-old and I was pregnant. Well, she was two actually at the time. And I was pregnant with my second. And you all sort of know the um, story of me. I was a high school dropout, teenage mom, IQ of 90, not the sharpest tool in the shed. So when it came to, I had this baby, she was, I think about nine months old when I decided, heck, like, how can I tell her to go after her big dreams if I never do? And that was the starting point. That was a launch point that made me sign up to university, just try something. And then through doing university whilst juggling two kids, because I remember even breastfeeding, while I was doing exams and uh, assignments for my university. So there was all those stages, like little tiny babies and studying. And all of a sudden I realized, well, okay, I'm studying, but I don't want to have my J-O-B, but I do want to have some income. So what am I going to do? And business seemed to be like the only, it was like, that's what you got to do. So then I started to just dabble in what was ever in front of me. And a couple of years later, I actually came, I started selling body shop at home. Like just these things just started to come and I just used to jump into them. And that was always what I've done is just follow my nose by just starting out because I'm actually quite, I am patient. So I don't need to know the whole journey before I start something. So I started to body shop at home and I didn't know where it was going to go, but it actually led to my wedding makeup business because I started doing wedding makeups before I even knew how to really do makeup. And I did a friend's wedding and then those bridesmaids booked me and then I, after two weddings, I created a website. So one, two, skip a few. From there, I had a, I went through from the wedding director, um, from the wedding makeup. I had my third baby. I graduated university whilst I was pregnant with my little boy. And yeah, I stood on some stage and everything like that. And at the same time, had my wedding makeup business and a couple of other businesses I'd started on the side. And I was creating an online wedding directory that became a successful failure, but because it was all admin and that led me into my next business was the blog that I'd been writing all along. So that's pretty much in a nutshell, the last 10 years. And then the blog sort of started and then that sort of like was the last sort of three years which you kind of just explained. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm kind of just, I don't know whether it's because it's late at night or that was just massive that I feel tired listening to it. But (laughs) it's, it's so, it's, you know, we've spoken a lot, you and me, about, you know, Superman ain't got nothing on us because it's amazing what we can actually achieve. And you're an example of someone who just goes, I'm just going to try this and see how it goes. I I sort of feel a bit the same. I never had massive ideas for myself or everything that's happened has been this really cool 
experiment. And I feel like, you know, following your nose, like all of that experience that you've had has been valuable to where you are right now. You yeah. know, if you hadn't had exactly. had all, I that, think, all that random yeah. stuff, then, yeah. you know, th- then you wouldn't be able to bring yeah. that to the table for your clients. Exactly. And that was only from me jumping in, like, uh, you know, just jumping in with what was in front of me right then, even though I didn't have the, I just see a lot of people like not jumping into some things like that they're passionate about because they don't know the whole picture. They don't know where it's going to lead, but you're never going to know where it's going to lead. All you need to do is like pretty much just have here's what I want to be in life and then sort of take steps from there. So go, you know, whoever you want to be in life and just whatever shows up right in front of you that you're excited about or curious about, go for that. Like that's what I, that was sort of looking back, that's what I can now say what I was doing. But at the time I was just like, that sounds exciting. Yay, let's go. Yeah. Sort of like my philosophy. And I was like, okay. Like at the same time, I was a couch potato before I started. Get out. So I'm not, and I literally, I literally was a couch potato and do have those tendencies still sometimes. But I used to watch TV back to back all day during the day while I was, you know, playing the, playing with my baby. But, you know, in between that, when you're breastfeeding, it's pretty much watching daytime TV for half the day and then clean up just before husband gets home. And that's about <laughs> it. That's what I would do. And I'm like, this is not going to be exciting for me for the rest of my life. But at the same time, I was lazy, but at the same time, and I, you know, wasn't great at housekeeping and stuff like that. And I had this, you know, this baby and I was 19, I was really young. So I sort of had to learn all this on the run. And I actually went to blogs. That's actually where I went probably all those years ago. That's probably where the seeds started to drop because I went to blogs to figure out how to do these things, how to make food (laughs) to blogs and how to, this is like before blogs are like a thing. You know, so that's sort of like where I went. I'm just like went to learn how do I do this? Like how do I make this possible for me? So you, there is a lot that you're juggling and you talk about managing the juggling in what you do. But when it comes to not losing yourself and moving through all the things that you need to do day to day, so not only just with three kids, and I know up until quite recently, you still worked in your family's business as well. When we talk about boundaries, when we talk about that whole work-life balance thing, what does that mean for you and how does it work for you? Oh my God, my eyes just started sparkling because that word work-life balance to me actually is, I just love it. Okay. So work-life balance for me, I think that Anybody that says balance isn't real is, or it's, you know, BS and I totally, you know, respect everyone's opinions. But for me, it's like if balance is, balance is important to you, you will make it, you will create it, you'll make it happen in some way, shape or form. And the way that I look at work-life balance, this is how I work it out. I go, what do I care about? What are my values? And I define them for myself. See, this is the problem when we're looking at work-life balance and we look at everybody else and going, oh, they say balance is BS. That person says balance is necessary. And we get all confused and we don't really need much more confusion. We're confused (laughs) enough. So what I think is just get what do I care about in my own, you know, get quiet with yourself for a second and go, what do I care about in my head, my heart, my gut? What are the five things? What are the five core values? Or I say brand values, but you know, if people don't have a business, it's just life values. What are your life values? And if balance is one of them, you set out 
to create that in some way, shape or form in a way that suits you. So with me, my five core values is number one, big dreams. Number two, it is um, belief. So I always work with belief and look at my beliefs. The third thing is um, bringing it. So I love to like bring it. You know, when I'm working like now, I'm bringing it. And then the fourth one is balance. And the fifth one is bubbly. So it's sort of like the BYS sort of thing. Be yourself. So when I look at those five things, I can look at and take in all the information that's around, you know, we got information overload, there's so many gurus and I see myself more as a guinea pig, but there is a lot of gurus and experts, but I find I'm so solid in those, my own values of my big dreams, balance, bringing it as well, but at the same time, sort of like bringing it, but at the same time, balance in that, in that aspect, it balances out for me because I'm so strong in those values for myself that I've defined for myself. I'm so deliberate in the way that I see work-life balance. So I think it's completely personal choice. So when you set your values, so if you think that, you know, like my values are hustle, grinding, go, 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 working a million hours a week. If that's your values, go for goals, like each to their own. I respect everyone's own values. So when I see that, I'm just like, just you stick to your own, have your own values. So, you know, that's why sometimes we're always looking outside of ourselves for, um, you know, things to cling on to or ideas and values to cling on to when we, if we just actually went quiet for a second, went inside of our head, our heart, our gut, we would come out with our own values. And from there, you can basically go, here's what I care about. Here's how I'm going to create balance because balance is not something you find. It's something you create. And it's exactly specific for you and only you know what's balance for you. So that's how I see work-life balance. Like, with me, I'm going through a bout of bringing it and that's exactly how I look at work-life balance. My life is a, you know, it's a book full of seasons and they're all different seasons. With kids of different ages for me, my life is constantly changing. I've got three kids at varying ages. I've gone through baby stage, breastfeeding stage. I've got a almost teenager now So, and then I've got a toddler. So, have all these varying ages and different stages and when you've got a heap of kids you're going to go through those different everything's going to always evolve and change and you're going to have to be flexible if you work life balance but if you have those core values you sort of have something as an anchor to stick to when you're figuring out okay how am I going to put this value my value I do have balance as one of my values how am I going to put that into my routine and at the moment I'm going through a bring it phase and I know that I can bring it and then I'll have like even last weekend, 48 hours, did not touch an electronic device. So, but then for the rest of the week, I pretty much was like on my phone, like tethered to my phone. So it's sort of, and that's for me, like most of the time, most of my friends will tell you like, I'm never on my phone, pretty much never on there. Um, And then sometimes I'll go through bouts of time when I'm only working 10 hours a week and then I'll go through bouts of time that I work 30 hours a week. It's definitely a balance on a macro scale and a micro scale but when you come back to your own so you can look at my balance and go oh I'll just replicate that but it's not actually connecting to your own core values what do you care about and then putting in place what you want to create in regards to balance I absolutely (laughs) I love it I love all of it because I I just I love the concept that it can that we go through different seasons. And I know right. from my own experience last year when I 
created the business and things went a little bit mental and I didn't have systems. I still don't really have great systems in place, Uh, but I do have... I'm with (laughs) you. It's terrible. It just keeps growing, uh, yeah, beyond my systems capability. But I do have support around me now and other people in, in, in my business helping me out and that's made a really big difference for me. But last year I kept on, because it's like hustle is a really dirty word sometimes that everything's just got to flow and blah, blah, blah. But last year, I probably spent a lot of the time in adrenal overload. I was massively excited about what was going on. I did not give a toss that I was working till 11 o'clock at night. Just not, I was so invigorated by what I was doing. I My hours was kind of set during the day to working in nap times, basically. And I just worked around it and I didn't, I didn't care. But then by the end of the year, I started to care. I started to go, okay, I've achieved a lot, but now I don't actually know if this is working for me. When was the last time I really had a night off and just spoke to my husband <laughs> for more than <laughs> you do the bath? The poor guys. <laughs> yeah. I, and, but you know, it, it changed the values that I bought into 2016. So when you said your words, the words that I chose for this year were grounded. Because I feel like I, I got it. a bit flighty. I got a bit in my hair head. I really needed to just come back to earth and feel grounded in the way that I moved through even just my days. I chose joy because I wanted to focus on the things that really made me feel good because I'd started to go into that realm of feeling like I needed to serve everyone else before me. And then I chose ease because life shouldn't be that hard. You know, I I needed to start making decisions that actually made my life easier, not harder. And then I chose rock star. And so that was like, get to the freaking hairdressers and feel good. Or, you know, buy yourself some new clothes. You're not breastfeeding anymore. We can move beyond (laughs) these clothes. Maternity bars can go in the bin. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and also just choosing things um, that, that, yeah, just got me that rock star vibe because you know it, like working from home in our trackies most of the time is not glamorous. And I just felt like I needed to include a bit of that rock star element. And I love that. Yeah, they've they've really it's really helped me this year to to make decisions coming from those values. But I must say, like the the balance is a constant work in progress. And I think I'm just accepting that that's the case. Well, that is the case. It is a constant thing when you know what actually you care about. So you when you said your values for this year, here's the thing. It's an evolutionary process. Last year had to happen for you. This year has happened exactly now how it needs to happen. And you've shifted your values. You've shifted and evolved from what you created last year. And that's exactly how it has to happen. So a lot of us actually look back in the past and goes, I shouldn't have done that. That, you know, that was the wrong way. But really, sometimes, like you said, that struggle and the hustle and the, and the sort of like exhilaration of it, that actually had to happen to bring your business to where it was. And then you're like, okay, I'm just consolidating this year and I'm going to figure out a new way to do it now that I've built this thing. Now I've built this gorilla of a business. Now I'm going to figure out how to manage it. So you've made made it. Now you're going to manage it. And I think it's always the more flexible you are and the more adaptive you are, 
and more evolving, like the more you let yourself evolve and like the more you do that and be flexible, I think the easier you make it on yourself because you know that this is like, you know, all a process. When you stick to like values that are forever, like I, you know, I had a tendency to go, well, those were my values last year. They should be my values this year. Not thinking I have grown like exponentially in this year, they're indeed going to be my my values should evolve with that and they do they evolve and they change and they they shift and they move and the more uh, fluid you can be with it and the more adaptive you can be with it like flexible the better you'll be and I've been juggling now for 12 and a half years and that's exactly probably the number one trait that I feel like I have I reset like a mofo like I'm pretty much resetting every day and going what's working what's not working wow that's amazing. That is a really, really great little hack. You just come back and ask yourself that daily, what's working, what's not working, because we do have so much more power than we realize. I think that for a long time, and especially just with dealing with toddlers, you kind of, oh, I fell into that victim mindset, like, I can't do anything. Yes. I can't get yes. anything done. And then I just, <laughs> then I just got sick of that excuse and just thought, I'm just going to do it anyway. And it was the best thing. But then I'll ask you this. Last year, I also I had this thing in my head that our kids were, were going to start school back in Melbourne. And we've, I've been away from home now eight and a half years. So I grew up in Melbourne, spent five years in Sydney, and now it's, it's almost three and a half years in Brisbane. And I just sort of thought, I always said to myself, our kids will, you know, we'll be back in Melbourne by the time the kids start school. And my son was starting school this year. So I had this thing in my head that I needed and, you know, it's hard for my husband to find work in Melbourne. So that's why we're away. So I was like, when this thing started to take off, I thought, oh, hang on, this could be our ticket back to Melbourne. I'll build something and I might even be able to support the family and he can take over and then we'll we'll live this lovely, beautifully flexible life. And I think a lot of my hustle came from that. And at Christmas time, when it became apparent things weren't going to happen in that way, that's when everything kind of crashed. And that's when I learned one of the biggest lessons that I think I've ever learned. And that is that shit just doesn't happen before it's ready. And putting too much expectation on the outcome of our efforts is going to get us in trouble. I think you are so right. And I think that's actually the beauty of my 20-year-old brain and my 20s was that I had no expectation of the outcome. I just knew I'm not working a J-O-B. That's it. I know what I don't want. That's what mm, I know. Yeah, And I'm just going, you know, and I know what I don't want. And I also know that I don't want to look my kids in the eye and not be able to tell them you can go after your dreams and not feel authentic to my child. Like when I looked at my daughter, I knew when she was about nine months old, like I knew she was, you know, set for big things. And she's really like, you know, definitely exuding that now. Like I feel like I've done the best thing for her because I could just tell, you know, she's a strong-willed little girl. Like, oh, my God. 
she's 12, she's strong-willed, she's amazing, she goes to an amazing school and she's self-motivated and she has big dreams herself. She really does have big dreams and she even, we sit down and we watch motivating videos together. I sit down actually wow. with my middle girl and she, she watches Gabby Bernstein with me. We look at like, because she just loves Gabby B, my, my middle. And I feel like they have this big dream thing in them as well. And I feel like if I, if they weren't on that, in that audience watching me walk up on that stage and get my certificate or my Bachelor of Communications with a major in PR. And if they didn't see me get that, even though that symbol was not like I was not going to work a nine to five job with that certificate, that, that bachelor that I got when I got that cape and I put that hat on, I knew that they knew anything is freaking possible. Like even though they didn't know that I only have an IQ of 90, which is, you know, really below average and I think I even cheated on it. And then so, <laughs> so I was like still was gives a shit about IQ I these know. days? But like, you know, society is saying you can't do that. And also I dropped out. Society says you can't do that. You're a 19-year-old mum. You're not going to be anything. The society and all that is, you know, I got fired from my job when I was pregnant. When I was pregnant at 19, I got fired because I was so young and I was pregnant. And I was like, the I, that, I got headhunted for that job. So back to your point, but they were watching me on stage. They were watching and I think that dream got... Um, instilled in them now. So I know all those points that I've been, all those things that I've been doing over the years is all being for a purpose that I knew innately, but I can only, like Steve Jobs says, you can only connect the dots looking back and I can connect them now, but I could not connect them then. All it took was my 20-year-old naive self to just freaking jump. And I'm scared to think of what I would have done if I was in my 30s and being full of fear. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was, I'm so glad that I was a young mum at that, you know, and because I don't know if I could have done that in my 30s with so much fear, not being that naive, you know, woman I was, girl I was, if I, you know, if I hadn't have, being that age I think it was all in perfect time but yeah yeah it just it happens when it's going to like we can't force stuff and yeah that's a really and I think you girls are so lucky what an amazing woman you are so then tell me have you got sort of hacks on in terms of of productivity or the way in which you work and and get things done and and you know (laughs) <laughs> really do all the things that you do and not fall apart. <laughs> okay, that's that's a, it's a difficult one, you know, like you will fall apart and you need to expect that and you need to know that that's going to happen and it's not unusual and there's nothing wrong with you and when you're on the ground and you're in tears in the fetal position, it's okay. It's going to happen probably in a couple more months. So get used to that. It's okay. But some days you're going to be high as a kite. You'll be so high on life. You'll be just so grateful. But there will be days when there is a toddler having tantrums, there's a 12-year-old saying she hates you, the middle girl is just, you know, feeling like isolated and you're like, I am sucking at this right now. And you're just like, <laughs> oh, my God, your business is breaking. All your techie stuff is going crazy. You feel like you, you, you know, don't, you can't think of anything for dinner for that night and it's like 6.30 and just like, okay, something's going to have to change. Like those days will happen. But you got to know that they're going to happen and be okay and just let them sort of pass and just go, okay, tomorrow's another day. I'm going to forgive myself for this crappy day and wake up tomorrow with the freaking plan. So 
that's how I feel like with that. In regards to productivity, so first off, really just go that those, I think just your ability to be so resilient for having those pits and those, those, those highs and those lows, but just having the ability to go with them and just go, it's okay, it's just passing, it's all right, because then you don't make it happen again the next day. You sort of like reset yourself, you recalibrate yourself and you wake up the next day and it's like nothing happened because you probably got more sleep. But in regards to productivity, I actually fully believe that productivity is an effect. So it's going to sound, I know people want hacks. I know they want that. And I know they want the practical. And I'm the practical girl. I will bring you the practical stuff. But first, you've got to see that productivity is an effect of a deeper cause, which is belief. Your belief in yourself in order to do what you want to do with the heap of kids, with whatever circumstances you're juggling right now, your belief in your capability and your ability to do that is going to affect your productivity. You will move mountains if you believe in your capability. And a lot of us look at our kids as disabilities, not abilities. And I see my kids as my ability because they give me that hunger, that drive. Even the other day, I will tell you, one of my friends that doesn't have kids saw our conversation in one of the groups we're in and she said, I think I need to have kids because (gasps) you guys are so hungry. You are so motivated and she just doesn't have that hunger, that innate hunger, Mm. that insatiable desire that we have. Mm. So that's a cause and our productivity is an effect and no hack, no ridiculous, you know, app is going to help you <laughs> if, your, if your belief is not there. You could have nothing. You could have a pen and paper and if you have worked on your belief in yourself and seeing what is you're capable of, even if you've just got a tiny morsel of belief and you act on that, I think when you put your pen to paper and you write out what you've got to do for the day and you have that belief in your back pocket, you're going to do and take action because on another, in another, you know, looking at it from another angle, procrastination is an effect. Mm. The cause, belief, I can't do this or sometimes it'll be, okay, so say for example, procrastination I believe is protection and it's the brain, you've got a great brain. It's really protecting you and it's doing an awesome job because when you're procrastinating, you're stopping yourself from getting the outcome of what you would get if you actually did that thing, did that project. You know, in your in, in your case with your people probably like, you know, eating healthier or um, eating the whole foods and things like that. So whatever project or thing or, you know, thing you want to undertake, even your program, like whatever they want to do, if they're procrastinating about doing it or going through a whole program, especially with online courses, a lot of us procrastinate. So if you're procrastinating, you're actually protecting yourself of the outcome on the other side, which would be success in that endeavor that you invested in. So if you look at it from that angle, you're actually protecting yourself from that. And it doesn't make sense because I'll try to put it in a different thing. Say, for example, okay, you want success in one every uh, I don't want to put it in weight terms because I actually don't even think of it like that but I'm trying to think of it in in for me I look at six like I'm talking to people about big business dreams so all the time so I'm looking at success specifically so if you see success and you everyone's like success yay freedom I can have hubby at home it'll be all fairy tales we yay that's great that's actually initially probably what's motivating us but then on the other side the thing that's protecting you 
is the negative things that we don't let ourselves see, like the fears around that success, what's going to happen? What does success mean? Does success mean unlovable? Does success mean being burnt out? Does success mean being a bad mum? If you have those underlying beliefs, you're going to procrastinate till the cows come home and no app is going to save you. Yeah. So if I look at it from that way, it's like going, okay, in regards to success, Whatever you're believing it to be in a negative frame, like in a negative, you know, aspect, thinking success means being a bad mum or success means being burnt out in this particular endeavor that you're going after. Whatever it is, you actually will manifest that right here, right now. Mm. So you'll manifest that like today. You'll be like that today. So whenever I'm sort of manifesting those circumstances, like success means being unlovable, I'll be acting unlovable. Mm. And at the same time, procrastinating. <laughs> yes. Oh, just so much yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deep topic. It is deep, but you can save it. You can save it. It's not like all the end, but it's just your brain is so powerful and it's doing that for you. It's protecting you. It's just protecting you because you haven't addressed the unknown because you're going, I'm just going to look at the fairies and the, fra- you know, the fairies and the rainbows and the butterflies and the awesome husbands at home. I've had Harvey home for two years now. So it's, you know, I know now it's not all rainbows and butterflies, but <laughs> before that it was just like, oh my God, yay. And I never looked at the other side of that, the negative side of it. Had I looked at that beforehand, my brain would have been more, more susceptible. That's not even the word. Is that the word? Yeah. To letting, yeah. Yes, that's the word. <laughs> to letting me achieve it subliminally, I would be taking that micro action every single day. I wouldn't be procrastinating as much because if your brain knows what's on the other side of that thing you're trying to achieve, if it knows what's on the other side negatively and positively, is going to actually let you have it a bit more because it's not unknown. It's basically like expecting your brain when you don't look at the both sides of the outcomes of something, even healthy eating, one of the negative effects, your friends will all pick on you and that is prevalent. I know that in my own family. My poor sisters get picked on because they're like, you know, they follow you (laughs) the other day and I was like – and and I used to – oh, my God, everybody used to give me such a hard time. I was so – good with Tani with my firstborn I was like don't you dare she doesn't get cake I like and they would all like slip her lollies under the table and I would just go off and and they used to pay me out like my sisters would pay me out and now they're on the other side of the coin they're like you know they're you know they love the whole foods and the organic foods and just feeding their kids like amazing food and so they're all into it and they apologize to me. They're like, I'm so sorry. We gave you such a hard time. And I was doing that back 12 years ago and everybody was just, they gave me a worse hard time than what they do now people like now because it was not as accepted as it is yeah. now. But that's a negative effect. You're going to get ostracized when you're eating well and everybody's like, mm-hmm. like they do, don't they? It's yes. like some people like cool with it, but most of the people I do know, like I see it and I'm like, it, 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 that's a negative effect. So you're going to procrastinate. You won't or you're not going to take action on it or you won't go all in on it. You won't be productive in it. You won't make your meals, at, you know, the, at the start of the week because you're like, I, you don't quite know why you're not even though it's a great idea. Mm. You won't know why you're not doing it. But then when you go, okay, I'm actually protecting myself from being ostracized from the community and that's that's a primal thing that happens. So 
without getting too deep, basically, productivity is an effect and your belief is the cause. So you've got to look about your associations. Once you go, oh, I'm totally scared of being ostracized, but then you'll be like, well, that's just ridiculous. Like, I'm cool with that. I'm willing to cop that. And as soon as you sort of just identify it, the brain knows it's there. So it's okay. It's kind of going into like a cave. I said this on one of my Facebook lives, I think today, something like, it's like, you can either go into something like a cave that you don't know, is there a cliff face? Could you be dropping off the face of the earth? Could there be like you walking into a, you know, a dungeon of dragons or whatever? You don't know what's behind in this cave. It's either doing that or just actually knowing in advance, okay, there's going to be a couple of snakes and cockroaches, but, you know, it'll be okay. Like you know that that's what there's going to be. If you know what's going to be in there, you actually will do that. But if you don't know what's in that cave like at all and it's quite possibly just going to be like a cliff and you're just going to fall over the edge, you're probably not going to go in. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that – it's like arming our brains with all the information that it needs to just be able to move forward. I've never thought about it like the way that you've just described it. (laughs) And, you know, but it's funny because my dad always used to make us write out pros and cons Mm. when we were making decisions. It was like, well, write out your pros and cons. And you'd sort of sit there going, well, you know, if I choose to – go to this party, <laughs> you know, when it's just stuff like that. I love well, that. I might, and so he would, you'd have to kind of write out the the pros to making a certain decision or the cons. And I remember I got a scholarship to do a PhD at uni oh and I wanted to quit it. And because I was like, what? I was 23 and I was writing a PhD on the topic of humanitarian intervention. So when we go into other countries for humanitarian reasons and the rules around that, there aren't really very clear rules. And so they were paying me to to figure that shit out. Mm. And I'm 23 thinking, this is not right. Anyway, (laughs) I I had no life experience whatsoever. I was still living at home. I'd travelled for one year. And... I did not know what was on the other side of that decision to quit. It was just so scary that I s- remained paralysed. Mm, paralysed, yeah. By, yep. by yep. doing nothing in this mm-hmm. in this PhD, rocking up to uni, just it was it was full procrastination because I didn't mm-hmm. want to do it, but mm-hmm. I didn't know what else I wanted. And I do I see that so often when people just don't know what is on on the other side. They just I mean, it's, it is, it's paralyzing. Paralyzing, yeah. That's yeah. definitely the word for it. You just can't move and you're just like, you sit there with your to-do list and you're just like, like I said, you sit there with your to-do list or your, your, your time management system and you're just like, what is wrong with me? I can't do it. Like, what is wrong with me? I thought I got clear, but clearly I'm not. And you just start to go through thinking that there's something wrong with you. But it's really just you haven't looked at your beliefs because procrastination, if anybody comes to me with procrastination, inaction, no discipline, all those things, I'm like, that's just an effect of your belief. And they get sick of it, like my clients will get sick of it, but then we go through the belief and then the next day they're taking action like never before. And do you know what? I remember hearing you say something, oh, this was <laughs> this was at least a year or more ago and it was about resistance mm. and when resistance shows up. So there's been like a ridiculous <laughs> amount of resistance since I've <laughs> been doing. Oh, I can totally relate. Oh, it's just every time. And so... When 
I, rem- I mean, I remember getting my first professional photos done and just having like a complete meltdown. <laughs> I woke up that morning, had a fight with my husband and wrote two pages of all the reasons why I was angry. Mm. And it was just, it was full resistance. And it was resistance about uh, this could be so awesome. Yep. And that was harder than the this could totally bomb and I I will look really ugly because there was all that. There was all the negative thoughts and then resistance showed up and it was just making it really, really hard for me to do a good job. And it was all, I think it was also because, well, now I'm stepping into this and it could actually be amazing and I, I, I'm not amazing and what if it is and what if this really is an actual business and not just a fluke? And it's just our brains are so effed up, like they really take us on a journey and that subconscious stuff that's going on is nuts. Mm. Because if you think about it, right, if you think about resistance, it really is just doing its job because if you have no resistance, you're not going to turn into, I hate to say cliches, I literally hate them, but I have to in this instant, you're not going to turn into the diamond if you don't have that pressure. Like that mm. is just, there is no awe-inspiring, there is not one single, you tell me a successful person that has not had trials and tribulations in their life. There's not one mm. that is inspiring or aspiring that has not gone through the breakdowns because the breakdowns are the blessings that get you through the breakthroughs that help you to get to that next level. It's just not possible to have somebody that's inspiring or aspiring, like, you know, someone you aspire to be or inspired by or motivated by if they've had like a picture perfect life and or they're putting on a picture perfect life whether or not they've had it or not but if they're not willing to share all that then it's just not possible for your brain to compute that it's capable of doing it so therefore they are redundant to you and you don't follow them for inspiration motivation or whatever you follow them for so I think all those points of resistance are actually there to grow you because you don't get your big dreams you don't find your big dreams. You don't find success. You don't do any of that. You grow into it. So when I think all those things that we go through are there for a reason, like they're there to that day when you realize, right, I'm going for these photos and all of a sudden I'm blowing up my, like I'm having an argument because obviously I'm can't feel great all day like that's just gonna you know that's just ridiculous who can feel great all day and you're getting branding photos that's just not going to happen so you had a like that point of insight where would have been a little bit of a shift looking back on going okay so I think those points of resistance that we obviously learn to melt into I think that they're all meant to grow you I know it's so hard at the time when you're going through them but um they're all there to grow you because like my business, like even last year, like going through the stuff that I went through last year um, after the massive success I had in 2014 and I continued that in 2015 and then I did. I self-sabotaged it. I blew that up because my belief got to a certain part. Like I got to a certain point with the belief I had and then I sort of stopped working on it. And I stopped looking at my belief and I sort of sat on my laurels and I started working 10 hours a week and not not really bringing it. And 
I, I sabotaged it and that, and that was resistance and it took me nine months to work through the resistance I had but I kept on going and like circling back to the start when we first started you were talking about how hard it was and a lot of us always talk about how flowy it needs to be. I've not witnessed one breakthrough, one success story that it was all flowy to the top. Mm, yes, I hate when people sell that, sell that dream. It's just not yeah. real. I, I find it's because because you know what? What's you, that word? It's like it is a it's a mirage, and I feel you know you you present as a as a bubbly person, and and it's nice to listen to you because you're bubbly, but you're also not bullshit, and you know there's 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 just bringing it and and bubbly and real, and then there's selling false dreams and and um and and you know that fake bubbliness and i think when you're in when i started to follow business blogs and and facebook pages because i i realized i really knew very little about this world um <laughs> it, it became really easy to see who was who was faking it and I've just never been drawn to that, that kind of energy. Hey, you know, this is, um, you know, live in, live wherever you want <laughs> and laptop lifestyle. You know, your kids are still going to get sick. You're still going to have those days like you described before when everyone's losing it and you, there's nothing on. You're in the fetal dinner. position. So don't, don't try to sugarcoat it. That's life. Yeah, that's life. That's exactly how it is. And I think. That's why I stopped using the, the, the figure as a, you know, and a drawing card because I don't want people coming to me thinking that this is easy. Because when you sign up to, I, I heard, I think it was Mark Zuckerberg said today, or who was it, Gary? I don't know who said it, but entrepreneurism, uh, entrepreneurism is hard, full stop. And it mm. totally is. Yeah. But it is. And it's going to test you on every level. And some people look at my life that I've created. And have the audacity to think that I can't or I can do that in a red hot minute. Like just to think the stuff that I've gone through to get to where I've created my life. And they also say, that's easy for you to say. <sighs> and I'm like, you don't know what I've gone through to get to this point. So I'm not going to sugarcoat it for a single second. I will say like there is some total highs. that's why I I share the stuff like but I share all sides of it the 360 degree experience of it which is not all amazing but in in saying that also you've got to make sure that you're putting hope out there and not despair because it actually is pretty amazing at the same time and every day I'm going through my grateful what am I grateful for and I'm coming up with a bajillion things every single day but I know what I've done to get to this space and I know that I created this like created it it just didn't find me didn't plonk on my lap and to think like I've actually been pursuing this sort of lifestyle for 10 years it's Mm, not it was not a quick thing that happened for me yes oh yeah I totally agree and I think that all of that stuff like everything that's what I was saying before in your life even having a kid at 19 that informs who you are today every single thing that's happened brings it to the table and people say to me you know I've had people contacting me who've got their own blogs how how do you how do you communicate really like so real I don't know just 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 
tap into yourself. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, you know, how, how can you quite explain the fact that I was Facebooking and very randomly blogging for at least a year and a half before I I sold anything and I didn't even sell something first. I, I say so- that to people too. I, I say that to people. Actually, people come to me and go, Lisa had like this amazing launch. I'm like, she was she was Facebooking. She put in the legwork, girls. Like she put in the legwork before she did that. Like you've got to remember to look back at the past and the past that they put in. I was blogging in 2011 and 2012 and 2013. That's like three years yeah. that I did not think that I could monetize it. I was just doing it for fun. I was just doing yeah. it to actually share what yeah. I was going through with juggling university and my business. And I actually went off on another tangent and started an online wedding directory because I didn't think the <laughs> blog I had was going to be, mon- I couldn't monetize it. So I thought, well, I didn't even think of that. I'm like, yeah, right. Okay. You can totally make money on the blog. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. So I made an online wedding directory, went off in that tangent and I'm doing 90% admin. I'm doing 400 invoices in hospital, having my third baby and going, uh, this is not quite right. That's, this is worse than a job. Yeah. So obviously learned from that, you know, learned from that, but that was all a part of it. You know, all of that brought me to where I was. So I look back at a lot of people do explain their journey as like so full of regret or did that wrong. I did that wrong and don't do that. But I think it's all due course. You've got to do the due course, but we're here to just help with, Hey, here's how you get through the resistance here, how you melt into it the way it is when you're going through resistance and coming in with those things because I feel like I've gotten to the point of this 10 years of doing this, of going after my big dreams and juggling a heap of kids. I feel like I've gotten to the point where I can significantly shorten people's learning curve because I've got a culmination of all this stuff and it's shortening people's learning curve and that's exactly what I was supposed to be here for. I was meant to be here to make other people feel capable of their big dreams no matter their circumstances. So I feel like that's actually what I was meant to do. But I can't even remember the question that you had for me. Oh, authenticity. Yeah, it was about um, it was about the legwork, and it was about you know that I'd been I'd keep on saying to my husband, uh, yeah, he's like, well, get off Facebook. Oh no, I, so, I feel like something's going to happen from this. I just feel like something's going to happen. I just I'm just enjoying this so much, and I'm I'm the same. I started it because I just thought I just want to share what's going on with my family as we kind of try and ditch the packet foods and just I, I brought no pretense I brought no expectation of a business I just started to share from a very from an authentic place like I can't be anything else but me and when I let go of that idea that I had to be an expert before I could start sharing you know I just sort of did it and then started to refine my message and my background a lot of it is also in behavior change in um, I worked in sustainability for a while and it was all about working out how do, how do you take people from one step to the next on something, on a topic as big as climate change? You know, how do you get them to care? And then what do you tell them to do once they do, once you've got their attention? And so a lot of my background is about behaviour change, which I brought unknowingly wow. and totally subconsciously to this whole concept of, of taking small steps because I kept on looking at all these people who were 
trying to sell this message of huge, big lifestyle changes and you can be a new person in 12 weeks and all that kind of stuff. I kept thinking, I just actually don't think that's the best way to help people because from my experience and everything that I've learned about the psychology of behavior change, it's actually about incremental small changes that lead to something a lot bigger. It's actually based in science. And, uh, you know, speaking to a lot of life coaches and psychologists and people like that. And, you know, so I guess I had that all in the back of my head, but refining my message and and doing that legwork over that year and a half was really, it could never have happened without it. And so when people sort of say to me, if people think I've just had you know, big business success, that's always the first thing that I say to them. Just start writing, just start sharing, just start working out. My God, that's exactly what what I tell them. I say start writing. When people say, I don't know where to start, I say start writing. Yes. And they don't want it because they don't want to do it because they're like, well, I don't know where it's going. I didn't know. I wrote my first email was my first, not email, sorry, my first blog post was how to email, um, not make email happenstance. The second one was yoga. Why do I do five minutes of yoga from my YouTube in the morning? And here's what you do. And Tara Styles commented on it. It was amazing. Wow. Then my third, I, and I, the whole point was just to share what I was doing. Mm. And I started writing. So I'm writing one thing about email. The second one I wrote about yoga. The third one I wrote about baby sleep. The fourth one I wrote about my bugaboo um, pram and like, you know, the best, you know, all the breakdown of what I've actually put my bugaboo pram and I had a maxi cozy adapter and <laughs> I put all the adapters in there. And I'm like, then the next one that I wrote was about habits, how to stick to your habits with Leo, which um, Zen Habits linked two years later. Um, wow. So it all, that legwork I did at the start, start frigging writing. Yeah. And I actually say that exact thing you just said, start writing. That's exactly what I tell everybody that comes to me, where I start I say start writing and if you don't want to do that, don't even bother because you're not actually putting your feet in first Mm. and giving it a go and seeing where it's going to go. You're not patient enough for this and patience is you're going to need it. Yes, you're going to need patience. You're going to need resilience and you're going to need to be able to laugh. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and honestly could just keep talking all night, really. But now it's past 11 (laughs) o'clock and let's put a boundary around our time. I'm uh, tomorrow is one of my yes, work days. There's only two a week and I need to be fresh. So, Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I so appreciate your time, Jana. Thank you for everything you've shared. I've had the best time talking to you, Lisa. I hope that people got something from our like awesome chat. I hope they've got being a fly on the wall basically to our chat. I hope they've got something from it. I think people will be flocking to you to just get s- some of that energy and enthusiasm and I would say that you're quite wise, even although you're quite young. I think you bring wisdom to the table and I think you should feel really proud of that. Thank you, Lisa. I've lived a lot of lives. I've lived a lot of lives. Like when you said when you were 23, you were doing uni, I was having my third, uh, my second baby and signing up to university. I was like, whoa, yeah, I was young. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you were. I was still just doing like uni Thursday night piss nights and drinking $2 bourbons. So don't worry. You, you've, you've, you've done a lot. And I look forward to where it's all going. We'll definitely be touching base again. Thank you, Lisa. Okay, bye. For more inspiration, interviews and know-how, head to smallstepsliving.com. Small Steps Living 
inspiring your best life one small step at a time.